Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Episode 94, Budgeting. (laughs) Hey, Chainers. Welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So, Katie... Budgets are so important and they are so understated. And I think people in general don't realize what they're missing out on. Like, and I was, I was like literally a culprit. I had no idea. And I'm like, as an, as an accountant, I'm like, yeah, budgeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from a personal perspective, you need to do it. I will admit, I until recently have never budgeted properly the way I should. And I was actually, to be 100% honest, shocked that you didn't have a budget. Because you are like financially responsible and everything. But I think it's something that a lot of people just kind of, meh, I should do it. I'll get to it. And it just somehow always seems to be at the bottom of the to-do list. Yeah. So in terms of not having one, I used to like once every nine months, I used to do like nine months worth of like financial statements for myself. How effective was that? And that was totally ineffective. Like (laughs) totally ineffective. I would spend hours building this thing out. And once I had literally gotten all my expenses categorized and everything, and I looked at it, I used to like be like, okay, that's great. And then you forget about it. I never look at it again. Yeah. You like shove it under your bed or something. It's a total disaster. And I think the reason that we've managed to stay on top of budgeting now versus um, how I was before was consistency and literally writing it into your calendar. Right. So we decided that we go over our budget every Sunday morning. And it sounds like a lot. It but sounds it really like a drag and it sounds terrible. I know. Trust me. I totally get it. And when I told my family, they were like, you do what? But really, it's not that bad. It takes us about five or 10 minutes. We do it over coffee and it's quick and it, it just gives you a quick snapshot of, okay, what is our week going to look like? What do we need to work on? And then we move on. Awesome. So you ready to dive right into chatting about it? Yeah. Great. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. 
Andy, I know I've said it before, but budgeting will change your life if you start building it into your routine. I completely agree with you. And I know it sounds like budgeting is really boring. It sounds like the nerdiest thing to say. It really does. (laughs) Like, I love my budget. But let me tell you, what is way worse than having to look over your budget regularly is always being broke. Yeah, or always being in debt. Yeah, and it... it, is not fun when you are constantly strapped for money and literally counting the days until payday because you don't have enough money. That is way worse than looking over your budget for a couple of minutes a week and making sure all your money is going where you think it is and everything is lining up. It makes your life so much easier. Yeah. And I think a big reason that a lot of people don't want to budget is they feel like they're restricting themselves and they're putting restrictions on what they can and can't do. And that's not the purpose of a budget. The purpose of a budget is to sort of forecast what you expect to spend and how much you expect to earn. And at the end of the forecast period, look back and say, did I achieve what I wanted to do? Where was I over? Where was I under? What should I tweak? Like maybe you're spending more money on food than what you thought you were, you know? Maybe you want to up your budget on food. Maybe you want to say, hey, I'm spending too much money on transportation. Let's see how we can cut that down. You know, like having that sort of information available and at hand is so powerful. And you can literally do whatever you want once you have an effective budget. Yeah, I agree. And to go along with that, I also think people just dread having, they don't want to look at their finances. It's something that they don't want to really admit to themselves. They're thinking, I pay my bills on time. I'm fine. And that you are fine, but you could be better. Yeah, you definitely could be better. And it, it really will help you in the long run because you, you'll be accountable and it'll help you save because you'll say, well, I want to save this much. I'm not getting to my goal. Where do I need to try and save a buck to try and make my goal happen? Yeah. And you can always tweak your budget. You can change the amount if you need to. Yeah. And. So like, it's totally flexible, but it will change your life if you start doing it. I mean, if you become efficient at it, it doesn't need to take up lots of time. So definitely get to it. So let's chat about what sort of categories you want to have in your budget. Okay. So there are the obvious. You have to live somewhere. So either rent or mortgage. You probably aren't walking everywhere. Like we (laughs) even, we don't have a car. We take the Metro, but we still have transportation costs. Yeah, we don't walk everywhere either. (laughs) Because we either Uber or we have to load money onto our Metro card. So there's rent, mortgage, and then food. Yep. You got to have your food. And that takes up shamefully a lot of ours. Well, I mean, to be fair, like based on what I've read, they say that roughly about a third of your income should go towards your basic necessities. And we cannot forget the most important category. Yeah. And that's saving. Yes. You need to put your, I read somewhere, you need to put the money you're going to save away first. Yeah. You need to pay yourself first, literally. And then you put your money towards your rent and your bills and everything else. But you put savings is number one. Yeah. It's the first thing you got to do. Like the moment that paycheck hits your bank account, you want to be putting some of that money away and saving it for a rainy day, like putting it into some kind of an investment account and start growing that money so that you can be efficient. But a lot of other categories, Katie, that people can add in there as well is stuff like vacation. You yeah. need to schedule in like expenses that you will have. It may not be in this month, like maybe it's in August and you don't travel till like December or something. Yeah. But 
you got to build that in because at the end of the day, when that vacation does come, it's going to be- You're going to need money. And it's going to be expensive, you know? So you're going to spend a lot of money. And if you just say, all right, well, I'm expecting to spend $2,000 on this. You can start budgeting and say, well, I need to save $300 a month for X months to get to the point where it's saved. Yeah. And you can definitely also, in our budget, we have a vacation fund because we really like to travel and we have a lot of trips coming up. We also have a grocery uh, component, but then we also have a restaurant section where it's literally just going out to eat because that's what we like to do where we live in DC. Obviously there's a ton of really cool restaurants and we might not live here forever. So we want to be able to experience everything. Yeah. And we also have a discretionary spending section as well, where it's just money that's kind of left over and it's like miscellaneous, you know, and that's a bucket by itself, you know, so you can sort of have these different sections, figure out what's important to you and you can sort of figure it out from there. So now that we've kind of got our categories out the way, how do you manage spending within your means? Tough. It's tough. <laughs> it, well, let me take that back. It doesn't have to be tough. If you are used to overspending, cutting back can be a little bit rough. Yeah, and it can. One thing that I have enjoyed, and I will admit it can be a bit of a pain, but it is writing down what you're spending your money on in a journal. And I just, for a long time, kept a little notebook in my, in my purse. And I still do this actually. And every time I would spend something, I would write it down and I try to use it much like a food journal. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I've never done a food journal. That just <laughs> sounds awful. That even, just cool though. <laughs> even though I, I am sure that it's very useful, but like, if you're on a diet and you are trying to lose weight, you're, you don't want to admit to yourself two days later that you ate three donuts. It's no, same way with, yeah. with your money. If it doesn't really add value to you, if you can live without it, let it go. And also, I think a lot of people give into lifestyle inflation too early. They sort of think that, you know, I've now got a job that pays more or I've reached a certain age, I should be able to afford stuff that maybe slightly out of your means. And to be honest, that's not how you get rich. The way to get rich is to live underneath your means and to save like crazy. So if you can be consistent with your saving and you're able to live below your means, yeah, you may be roughing it for a couple of years longer, but because you managed to save so much more money, it's going to have a compounding effect and you're going to be able to save a ton And you're going to have so much money in the future that you can have for whatever you want. Yeah. Well, and I also kind of like to think of it as roughing it really probably is not that rough. You know, like where we live, roughing it is, you know, not having two glasses of wine at dinner. Like I'm fine with a a glass of water or I'm fine if I have to paint my own nails or that's not really roughing it, but the, that money that you're saving really adds up. So what should you do after you've had like a crazy weekend? Say for example, you've created a budget and, and then you the world, went crazy. And then the world cup comes on and you go to brunch and it is <laughs> our last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, it's completely normal. It you know, is. It is like, you got to live. Life happens. Sometimes you're not going to save as much money as what you want. And, you know, like there's two ways to go about it. You can just like do nothing and be really upset. Or you can say, you know, that's fine. We spend a bit more. Let's try and cut back a little bit for the rest of the month. 
and sort of see from there. And maybe it was a huge expense. Maybe your budget was unrealistic to start off with. You know, that that's another option. You say, well, I like eating out a lot. Maybe I need to increase my restaurant fee. Does that mean that I'm going to decrease my savings? That's not great. Maybe I can take this expense out of another category. Maybe my grocery section, I'm always under budget. Maybe I can move some money around. Right. And I think really just being mindful. And even if you have a binge weekend, it's like, again, with a diet, you sometimes you have to binge. Sometimes you have to eat the chocolate cake in order to kind of get yourself back and, and reel yourself in and kind of realize, okay, this is why I'm focused and this is what I'm going to do. And it can really help recenter you. Yeah. And like, it's totally okay. Like a lot of people freak out, but don't freak out. It's not the end of the world. Everyone goes over budget and you know, if you do bad in one month, you may not do as bad the next month, or you may be more cognizant of how you're spending that money next month. So it's not a massive problem if you do go over budget for like one month. Just don't make it a habit. And if you do, rethink your budgets. Yes. So let's chat a little bit about what apps are absolutely great for budgeting. And I'm going to throw out our first one over there, and that's mint.com. Right. And so budgeting can be if you're thinking about it and setting it up, it can be a little bit cumbersome and a little bit confusing. And these apps really help just streamline and make it as easy as possible. Yeah. So on Mint, like it's able to connect to all of your accounts. You can set up your bank accounts, maybe your electricity, your utilities, your 401k, your 401k, whatever it is, you can connect it up to like Mint and it'll help track whatever activity there is and you can categorize it and sort of set up a budget, have different sections. And there's other apps as well. You want to mention one or two? Uh, There's personal capital, which is pretty popular. And then also you need a budget. Right. So personal capital is to track your net wealth. It isn't so much as heavy budgeting, but it's great to look at your net worth over a period of time. And it's great to sort of lump up your investments. It'll take everything you own versus everything you owe and it'll give you a net worth. And over a long period of time, you can sort of track that and see where your money is going to. And you need a budget is also very similar to Mint. You know, like you can sort of have different categories. You can track stuff. I think you need a budget as paid, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not super sure. I think it is. But Mint's free. Personal capital is also paid, I think. Pretty sure. I'm not <laughs> sure. It might be. Yeah. But, but either those way. Are, we've heard really good things about them. We personally use Mint. But at the end of the day, it doesn't actually make a difference if you're using an app or even if you're doing it manually. You know, a lot of people use spreadsheets. They prefer to enter each and every dollar they spend. And that seems to work. The thing is, at the end of the day, no app is going to make you a great budgeter. It's you that has to do it yourself. It has to come within. And again, just like with everything else in personal finance, it's personal. So you need to find what works for you. Yeah, it is so important to figure out what works for you and just stick to it. Like over a long period of time, going to help you out a huge amount and you will achieve all of your dreams. So Katie, I know we've spoken about a lot of budgeting this week. Whew, and, you know, exhausted. Like, <laughs> you know, there's lots to think about and helping to categorize stuff. And it's really been a great takeaway for me, you know, sort of having different buckets. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people call this the literally the, the bucket technique. They actually use physical buckets and they put money inside the buckets and those buckets are for certain categories. This is a very oh, like old the envelope, school. The envelope, the envelope system. system as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, a lot of people do that. It depends on what your situation is. And like we said before, you need to find what works for you. Like there is no 
one size fits all. You got to figure out what your budgeting strategy looks like and how you want to categorize stuff and what you think, where you think your money should go. But I think one of the most important things you can do is figure out your savings rate as early as you can. Figure out how much money you want to save and what that's going to look for you later in life and how much your money is going to grow and stuff. There's tons of calculators out there, but that's a great place to start. Well, yeah. And if you decide on a savings rate and maybe you have debt, maybe you don't make enough, first pay down that debt and then you can always get a side hustle. You can, you know, try to get a raise at work. There's always ways to make more money and it can go a long way. Once you start and get in that mindset, it's only uphill from there. Well, only only great things. I don't want to say uphill. That was a bad <laughs> way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So one of our guests, Chantel, spoke about this as well. Um, it's not necessarily about how much money you make. It's about how much money you effectively are saving. So well, And your bills, how much you're having to pay in bills. Right. So... You, can con- you can't necessarily control how much money you're making sometimes, but you can control your expenses. And that's where budgeting is so great in that you can sort of try and say, this is how much I want to spend and sort of try and juggle around your cash so that you're in a position that you want to end up in. And that's huge. I agree. Chainers, we've loved hanging out today. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, hit us up on Twitter. It's at Chain of Wealth. We would love to hear your thoughts. Let us know if you're budgeting. We want to know your thoughts or have you got any other strategies that we haven't really spoken about? And we also, if you are looking for a budget and you need a template, we have one at chainofwealth.com. So go to chainofwealth.com, hit that little search button and look for budgets. Catch you on the flip side. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.